everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. I'm joined by my chief of staff, Hallie Warner. We believe in personal growth through business success. Business is truly nothing but this conduit for our personal growth. Uh, some of you may or may not be aware, but we are in the process of writing a book, tying all of this together, um, business meets spirituality, all this kind of fun stuff. So anyways, we have a we have an internal kind of memo going on where we're kind of answering a lot of questions that people have emailed us or that, um, that are that are constant questions that are coming in there. And one of the things that we get, Hallie, and I think you wanted to share, um, that's what we want to tackle today on the podcast is what? Well, the difference between an open heart and a closed heart and what that means. Yes. Um, I hear it a lot in the that personal growth, spirituality world, and often related to business. But um, I hear about that all the time. And you actually even mention it a lot in your, I think it's uh, future, future Self. self. Yep. Future Self about never closing your heart. Yes. And it, that phrase like really resonates with me, but I may have a different interpretation of it than you do. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but specifically, how do you keep your heart open and operate within the business world? How do you keep your heart open and lead a company or be an employee, a leader in a leadership position who has to make these really hard decisions and hire and fire people and um, make decisions that impact other people's lives um, and and still keep that open heart throughout all of it. You have to make tough decisions in business. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's the fundamental question people are trying to ask, right? A lot of times it's like, how do I dance with the, this business of life, right? Business of life. How do I dance with business in life? Right. But yet then all of a sudden they're like, this sounds great. And it's, it's like this, it's like they placate themselves when they get in the world and they're like, but all these things are happening. And I say it like that because I hear that from a lot of our you know, our coaching clients or people that have asked me for questions that are running these major organizations are saying, how do I make this tough decision about firing this person? They've been loyal and like, I'm trying to work on my inner growth here, but I have this major thing. And so it's a, it's a common, I think people get stuck in there. And so we'd like to kind of unpack that a little bit for you guys today. Um, and hopefully unpack a lot of this in our book, um, which is, which we're really excited for. Um, so first of all, let me just define what an open heart in my context. And I will say too, Hallie, one of the reasons why it's resonating with you more is because you've done a lot of inner work, right? Right, over the years and you're really kind of paying it forward now right? it's kind of all coming together, it's coming together for you yes like exactly a couple of months yeah. yes it is it's awesome and that's how it does it took like five five years of yeah 10 you, maybe but you, slowly, you slowly. Talk, talking to me yes. about my spiritual growth and the funny thing was people don't realize is i would go deep in a spiritual conversation and you'd be like that makes no sense to me did you be bring, bring it back to business for me tell me what this means and i just had to keep going over and yes. over and yes. then finally broke and, and yeah. I, I love seeing yeah. it so congratulations yeah and i mean but podcast is still about both. Yes. Because it's important to yes. talk about both. But I, I say that in a, in a positive light too, because I want people to understand is, and we've seen this a lot with our own employees. They go, when I first heard Adam talking, like I didn't understand what he was saying and now I get it more and mm -hmm. I get it more. And so it's like, you just gain a bit of perspective each time. And that's hopefully what this podcast does is it just gives you a little bit. We're just talking about the same universal truth the entire time, but we're just using different ways of doing it. So each time you have a little bit slighter, different pers perspective, a larger level of consciousness. So you just see things differently and then you hear it differently and you feel it differently. And then you put different actions in play. So yeah, because I don't ever want, I never want to let go of that business side no. completely because that, like we've talked about, is that's my sport. That's yes. where I like to operate from. So I never want to forget about that, yes. that piece, but it is how to, how do you marry the two? Yes, exactly. Um, and that's really the conversation we're having in the book, which we're going to explain everything. And that we have almost every week every on the week podcast. Or in our meetings. Yes, <laughs> right? in our emails. And, and yeah. how do you, of course, do that? So yeah. um, first of all, an open, keeping an open heart 
is really when you, when people hear that phrase of keeping your open heart, really what is what is designed at the surface level, it just means that the energy that I love and that you're all after, whether it's joy, happiness, love, right? It's just we've labeled them through words, but it's just energy, right? You can't if you were to ask the energy what it's called, it wouldn't say I'm love and I'm pink, right? Like no, like it has no color, has no weight. It just feels good. And so this energy, keeping an open heart, it flows through you. Like it just, it feels great. And I'll give you an example of this is when you're madly in love, right? And you're, maybe it's the first honeymoon phase or maybe you just met somebody, you've opened your heart, literally like opened your heart and you just feeling this rush of energy show up. And frankly, when you're in that state, do you care about anything else? No. no, you don't. And that's the open heart. Now I'm not saying you walk around like that in business and just say, allow people to run over you. That's not what it's about. It's about controlling that, but it's about having this open heart, then acting from that place. So from the onset of understanding what an open heart is, it just means I'm walking. I, my future self says I never close my heart because I'd never want to be in a situation where I'm closing my heart because then I'm shutting down the energy. And for me, fundamentally, I wake up every day and say, it's all about energy. When you, when you come to understand this is all about your high, your energy. When people say it's, I just, it's all about joy. Well, joy is just a label for energy, mm-hmm. right? It's just a word that we're using as a pointer to point to energy. It's like we say we want, you know, you know, roasted vegetables, right? And just cause they sound great, right? Roasted vegetables. It's pointing to roasted vegetables, right? So when you say, I want joy, I want love, I want happiness. What you're saying is I want the feeling that that gives me and the feeling that comes from is having an open heart. It was actually one of the interesting things you just said was like that, that rush of emotions during the honeymoon phase. Yes. Well, a honeymoon phase ends typically because people either close their heart or time goes on or whatever. But then we all know people who the honeymoon, the honeymoon phase never ends. Mm -hmm. Is that in their relationship or whatever, or the business world? Is that because they, they just simply never close their heart and they continue to allow that energy to flow in their relationships or in their work? Sure. You know, the reality of what's happening is when, when people get out of a honeymoon phase, it's when you, when people go on vacation, when people get into relationships, get a new job, get a promotion, have something new to work on. What's happening is you haven't learned to open your heart completely. People want to open their heart for the good things. They don't want to open the heart for the experiences that don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so they have conditions on how they're going to open their heart. And when people have conditions on how they open their heart, they're not walking around with an open heart. They say, I will open my heart as long as things go the way I want them to, which is just a reflection of how your mind is thinking. And so what happens is is your mind um, starts to narrate the ability to keep your heart open or close your heart. And so if the, it, when, when we get into something new or we get a new job, and a new relationship, you actually distract your consciousness from your mind. When, so when you're off of your mind, you're conscious on something new and it feels great, which is what the energy from. So when you go on vacation or you get a new job or you made a lot of money, your consciousness is no longer absorbed in the mind thinking and it distracts itself to a new city, a new environment or whatever is new. And that's what makes you feel good. And so when, you, when I th- refer to keeping an open heart, you're actually removing your consciousness from your thinking, from the constant insatiable thoughts that are going on there. You peel yourself away from that. Like you're peeling yourself away from a TV. Like the minute, if you get sucked into watching Yellowstone, which we all do, um, and the minute you peel yourself away from that TV, how much more of the world do you see? Well, that's exactly how people are living their life. They've closed their heart. And if the screen shows an image that they like, they open it. 
but if the screen shows an image they don't like, they shut it. And so they're always playing this game of keeping my heart open, keeping it shut. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that screen. Versus if you peel yourself away from this, you actually then get a much larger perspective of everything in life. Therefore, you no longer are caught in the mind like you're caught in the screen. And when you're no longer caught in the mind, the mind can't control whether or not it's closing or opening your heart, which the only what's what's controlling your heart right now is your thinking, which is just the egoic, the egoic life, the egoic consciousness is a state of consciousness and it lives in the mind because it has to live in the future, has to live in contradiction, has to live in struggle, has to live in some sort of um, you know, of negativity can live in joy at periods, but has to live in some sort of past or future. Can't live in the present moment. And so the, the mind controls everybody's heart right now. And so if the mind says, Oh my God, I love this person. Oh, they're such an amazing person. This is what they do. I love this person. So amazing. This job so amazing. It's great. I can't believe to do this. You open your heart. <laughs> the minute your mind says, I don't like this. I don't like this person. I don't like this thing. You close your heart. And that's what people just need to realize is it's not you actually in control of your heart right now. The mind is in control or the ego is in control of it. Now you wouldn't say that to yourself because you're just not seeing it that way, but that's ultimately what's on what's happening. And so when you bring this into the business perspective, when you actually wake up from this and realize I'm just not going to live my life that way. So for me, when I put on my future self, I'm always going to, well, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to close my heart. What I'm saying is I'm never going to listen to my mind. So my mind is controlling whether or not I feel good or not, because that's what's happening to every human being right now is that when the mind says something feels good, you feel good and you open your heart and you allow the energy to rush through. And when your mind says, I do not like something, you instantly close your heart. If you went and saw somebody and you know, you hadn't seen them for two years and the last time you saw them, you had a great experience with them. You'd be super excited to see that person because you, that's the experience that you stored. If you just altered that experience, the last time you saw them to maybe even a neutral state, or maybe they said something quite at the end that was nothing to do with you, but you took it the wrong way. You would feel completely different about that next moment showing up. And it's only because your mind is programmed what's happened. And it's based on that programming. It's telling you whether or not to open your heart or close your heart. But you wouldn't feel that way if you, your heart was open. So when you choose to keep your heart open, what you're saying is I'm going to live a life of not fighting reality. I'm going to go dance with life, which means I'm willing to keep my heart open through death, through grief, through joy, success, through middle, all of it, all of it. But people go, I want to keep my heart open, but life should be this way. <laughs> they just do that. And if life's not that way, they shut their heart down. And so this is why when people say the cause of all suffering is preference or the cause of all suffering is likes, the cause of all suffering is um, desire, right? Or whatever that is. And it's because your mind is actually telling you what you like or dislike. And once you wake up and see that, then you can see how they're all connected together. You who's in there, like the, the nothingness, but the everythingness, because if you think about who you are, not mind, if you just pause for a second and you recognize who you are, when you who's in there has no weight, has no color, has no sight, it's just you, it's just awareness. But then you who's in there gets to experience the mind, gets to experience the heart. You were given this heart as the greatest gift to be able to experience emotions that we call emotions. It's really just energy, right? It's undifferentiated energy differentiating itself as a form and it comes up as emotions and that's how we've labeled it. And we've labeled the different energy forms that are percolating from like a pond that are coming up almost as anger or joy or sadness or any of those type of things. It's naturally there. When you talk about the heart, you're really referring to energy. Yes. That's everybody uh, is. I mean, 
Well, not everybody. Is. Well, that's, people are really well there. the universal truth is what people are after when they say, I'll keep my heart open. It's the keeping the heart open. So the energy flows when people say, because when, when you say I'm madly in love, what are you really saying? You're saying, I feel this over sense of joy. My cup is run. It's over. Right. And I mean, it's really just quoting the Bible, but that's literally what it is. It's not like the cup is running over. It's there's so much energy in me that's just pouring out of me. And yes, there's people that see auras and people that can see auras. It's just your energy is so pouring outside of you. Right. We're going to auras right now, but yeah. So, okay. We've got all of this energy pouring out of you and then you walk into the office. Well, at that stage, at that stage, if you, if you have that type of energy pouring out of you, you're going to walk into anywhere. Look, here's the, the answer to this question. I'm going to answer it. But it, the other thing is the freedom people are after is not freedom financially, is not freedom physically. It's not freedom um, uh, time-wise either. I love those. Those are relative freedoms. I'll give you a billion dollars. I'll put you on an island, have everything you want. How long before you're miserable? So it's not though that's a relative freedom. It's a relative. Yes, they're comfortable. And if you're gonna play in the relative world, this go around, then it's much better to have that than not. I'd much rather play with a positive self-image if you're playing at that realm, and I'd much rather play with relative freedom and have that relative freedom if that's the level you're playing at. But there is a desire that's deeper than that. There's a there's a yearning for authenticity, it's a better word, maybe desire, that is pulling on a lot of people. And that pull is the absolute freedom, which the absolute freedom in my definition is to be able to walk around anywhere to anybody, to say anything to you, to look at anything, experience anything, and you never close your heart. To be able to walk, because then if you're walking around, then nothing disturbs you. Mm -hmm. Yes, if you get punched in the face, you're going to feel the pain, <laughs> but you're no longer two days later thinking about what you're going to be doing to that person and all the negative energy that goes around. It happened to happen and moved on. You ever seen animals fight in the wild? I mean, I know you watch a lot of animals fight, right? I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> but like, you ever seen like two, like I, I deer hunt. So you ever see two animals come together and they buck horns and they're doing it and they're fighting and they go and they shake their energy off mm -hmm. and then just get back together. Like nothing happened. And that's ultimately the state of just in the moment that you're experiencing something, you're supposed to experience it. So if somebody dies next to you, it's going to be a very grief experience and you should experience that. You should go to the deepest level of the heart. So that's just, people need to understand that when you walk around that open heart, it doesn't mean you can't make tough decisions. It just means I'm not going to allow the mind to dictate my life. So there, that's your starting position. Then when you enter in the office, when you're coming into the office, you actually see things much clearer, which means you may have to fire somebody. You may have to hire somebody. You may have to make cuts. You may have to decide on what you're doing. There's a ton of decisions you have to make. Here's the thing. You're making the decisions, not from your mind. You're making them from a different place. People get confused with spirituality. Spirituality is not about changing what you're doing. It's not about not making decisions. It's not about any of that. It's about doing it from a different place. And so if your heart's always open, you're actually taking the highest problem. It's a you're going to like this. It's a model for aligning yourself to make the highest probability of aligning with the moment that's in front of you to help make the best decision for everybody. And so when you're not tied to your mind about the mind telling you what decision to make, and you can actually make decision in that moment, it may, may not work out, but you made it with the rightest of action. It wasn't coming from a personal drama side or fear side in the decisions. Remember, People in, in surrender, people think that's a lackadaisical term. You're not surrendering to somebody. You're not surrendering to something. What you're surrendering to is the mind. 
you're actually, sur- we were just talking about Michael Singer, right? You're, you're surrendering to life and then you're interacting with it. You're surrendering to the life or to the mind? Well, you're, you're surrendering that you're no longer listening to the mind, which is ultimately you're surrendering to life, you're not surrendering to a person or an event or a decision. Not like that. You're just, you're surrendering to the moment that's there. You're no longer fighting the present moment. And when you're no longer fighting any of this, you don't need your mind to narrate. The only reason why you, the mind goes crazy is because you, you can't handle your heart when you can't, when an emotion, when it, what does that mean? When an emotion comes in, an email or a phone call comes in that you don't like and you can't handle it, you instantly shut your heart off instantly. Then you go to your mind to hide. And when you go to your mind to hide, you go to your mind because your mind goes, oh man, I can't handle the heart right now. So therefore I'm going to make up a bunch of stuff and we're going to develop a plan that's going to make me feel relatively okay for this next couple of moments. And then you start listening to the mind and go, yeah, that's what I need to do. And the hope of the thought pattern that goes on makes you feel okay. Isn't it? When you get angry with somebody, the thought, the mind starts going crazy and it starts telling you what you're going to do to the person. And as it starts doing that, you actually start to feel better. That's why you go to the mind to hide. So instead of actually needing to go to the mind, if you keep your heart open, if you keep your heart open the entire time, you no longer need to go to the mind for that. You go to the mind for strategic decisions. You go to the mind for where you left your keys. You can use the mind that way, the analytical mind. I'm talking about the personal mind. Can you give me a couple of examples of how this applies like in a real life situation in, in business? For keeping your heart open? Yes. Like, what does well, that actually sure, look like? Sure. Like? The example, like say you show up at your office and your one of your employees walks in, this is a bigger case and says, I'm quitting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Instantly, if you can't handle that situation, your mind, your heart, if you shut your heart down instantly, when you hear those words, you go to your mind and your mind's going to be now making the decisions. And it, your mind can go, well, screw them. They don't need to be here. Or, you know what? I'm going to, you know, that's right. They shouldn't be here on this. And you get angry and it's affecting your entire state. And you're listening to your mind. You're listening, you start paying attention to that. And then you operate and act from there, which the reality is you kept your heart open and you say, okay, get it. Give me a minute. <laughs> Maybe you need a minute. You let you keep your heart open, no matter what you're doing, you keep your heart open. And then you have the conversation. So, but what, what does that look like? It, it looks like staying neutral. It looks like, um, asking questions. Maybe it looks like maybe trying to see what, from their perspective, what the situation was like. What does that all look like? Well, all of those questions will be a byproduct of you keeping your heart open. So the byproduct of you keeping your heart open is going to be a much better alternative than you listening to the garbage of your mind and operating from that way. The Dalai Lama talks about his sacred pause. And it's the same thing. When something comes in that annoys him or frustrates him, he takes a moment to allow the energy to get through to keep his heart open so he can actually interact with the moment now in front of him. So if somebody says something he doesn't like, instead of responding instantly from the mind, this is really what he's saying, mm-hmm. when he's, when instead of responding from the mind, he lets the energy pass, essentially let the experience come through, he's keeping his heart open, then he responds. And the response from that is just much better. It's a response from curiosity, curiosity, compassion, empathy, even, even if the ultimate decision, they need to go, then it's it's time for them. Then you're no longer tied up. And then if they need to go, then they need to go. And that's fine too. But when that happens, if they need to go and you're all caught up in your mind, you're going to be angry and miserable for weeks. And you're going to think about, Oh my God, I put all this into them. I bought them this. I took them on this vacation. You're just gonna be going crazy for all the things that you did and let them know this person just wants to leave. You just wrecked your whole life for the next couple of weeks. And then you're going to go try to find somebody in that state to replace them. 
Whereas if you keep your heart open and you actually interact with them, you go, okay, great. This hurts. You can just be honest. Wow. This, this hurts. I'm trying to keep my heart open here. You know, explain to me a little bit about why maybe you learn something about yourself. Maybe you learn something you need to change. Maybe then, then they help you actually get somebody else because they, they were like, wow, that was, they handled it very well. They kept their heart open. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing that's worth closing your heart over. There's nothing worth eliminating that energy that we call joy inside our bodies. And the only reason why we're limiting that is because we can't get our heart open. And I would even venture to say that most people think they have a heart, but haven't even felt their heart. It is. It, you mean feel, feel that they have overflowing energy and, and not even that. I don't think that's the, I just think people think they go, yeah, I, I, I know my heart. I live in my heart. I feel my heart. These don't. But, but when you say that people think that they, they're thinking they're a kind, compassionate individual. Yeah. Or they, they're just, nobody's walking around saying, I feel my heart. No, they, they just, they think that they're leading from their heart more. And the reality is it's their mind telling them that they're leading from the heart more. Mm -hmm. And so you can say that even if the thought goes, I'm leaving from my heart, that's you thinking and thinking about it instead of leading from your heart. It's just a different place. And so that's where that's a slippery slope because people go, Oh no, I'm, I'm listening from my heart. No, you're actually listening to your mind. Tell you that you think you're listening to your heart. There's a difference. It's a different place. It's a different pole. It's a different insight. How do you, know the difference? you will know. I promise you, you will know. How do you know the difference between a banana and an apple when you oh. taste it? You'll know. Yes. Or you look at it or somebody teaches you what one looks like over the other. Yes. In the physical form, it's much easier in spirituality. It's, or just learning inwardly about yourself. You know it. When you have that aha moment, nobody can take that away from you, can they? When you have that shift in perspective, you know it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know people want more there, but it's just, you know it. Like you can only take somebody so far to the edge until they actually have to drink the water to taste it. Yeah, but it's nice to know what the signposts are, like what yes, signs to look for. The signpost is if you start getting yourself more stressed out or you're having a second or third level conversation about the event that just occurred, you're in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good one. The minute that I, I heard... um. Um, I think it was Adeshante who was doing an interview and they said, so you just don't get frustrated. He goes, no, I get frustrated. The difference is as soon as the frustration comes in, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And then I don't allow these secondary or third or fourth level explosions to occur that just pulls me out of the next moment. And that's really the sign of it. Eckhart Tolle talks about, he says, you know, there's nothing wrong with going after goals, but when the goal becomes more stressful and you start wrapping yourself around the goal and the image around the goal needing to be the goal, that's when you know you're operating from ego. And just different ways of saying it. Um, and so when you're, when the moment happens, if somebody comes in there and says they're going to leave, you're going to feel that emotion. The difference is, is what do you do the minute you feel the emotion? If the minute you feel the emotion, your tendency, which is what we all do is to shut our hearts and go to our minds. That's where we're going to operate from. If you can learn, you can learn this, that the minute the emotion happens, cause you're still going to feel it. You can reach any level that you want while you're experiencing it. You're going to experience it. The difference is, does it just experience through you? Does it actually work its way through? And if depending on the size of the experience, it may have, you may take, you know, months to work its way through you, right? If it's, you've lost somebody close to you, it may take months to work that experience through. The difference is you're still letting it come through. And you, you can, just like you build a habit to play tennis better, you can build a habit as you work on this to keep your heart open which is why it's always a reminder. And at this stage, I, I like to visualize it when I get hit and disturbed, one of two things can happen. One, you can get unconscious and that still happens. I mean, it does. You pull your, the minute you recognize that you're unconscious, you pull yourself back. And I'd like to imagine like I have two hands separating my heart open. 
literally like this, like this, you're holding it open to allow this portal for energy to flow through. You can actually feel this. It, when I say feel it, when your heart starts, you just recognize this. If you're listening to this and this far, then you're interested in it, right? And I applaud <laughs> you. And if you're the next, the next moment that you have, that you get disturbed, that you recognize that you're disturbed because while you're disturbed, you don't recognize it. You're just lost. That's unconsciousness. That's what they mean by it. You're not physically gone. You're just not you're in your mind. But the minute you wake up from the mind in that moment, you go, wow, I got really angry there. That's when they say, I got, I got really angry. You, you attached yourself to the emotion. You got really angry. You lost, you closed your heart. The minute you can, what you can do is you say, okay, can I sit with this to allow this to go through? Can I actually allow the emotion to come through? And that's when you want to allow the emotion to come through. And the faster you can allow those things to go through, you can work on it. Start with small things. You know, maybe you, you, you know, it's somebody cuts you off in traffic. The weather isn't the way you do. And you start to feel yourself. This road's going. You start to feel yourself tightening. That's it. Like the, the, it's the, the three, two, one, relax. This is what it's, it's where it came from. The minute you feel the disturbance, you've instantly tightened everything in your body. Whether or not you recognize that now at this stage, you don't know, but watch yourself. Next time you get disturbed, you'll feel your body contract. Remember the ego is just one big contraction. That's what that word means when they're talking about. What it means is the ego's holding on. So like when you get angry, you ever notice how tight your body is, mm-hmm. right? When you get anxious, your body gets tight or jealousy, your body gets tight. That contraction starts to pull. That contraction actually shuts your heart. So the, the, stops con- the energy stops flow. the energy flow. Mm-hmm. It just it squeezes it out of you. And then you have no other place but to go to your mind. Because it's like squeezing the energy. So you have no energy coming in there. And it's like, oh my God, how can I deal with this? And you go, mind, help me. And the mind goes, I'm on for the job. <laughs> it doesn't know. It just is nature is a thing. And it goes, great, here's what you need to do. I know this has worked for you in the past, Hallie. Go yell at that person. <laughs> and you go and you go, yes, mind, thank you. And you go yell at the person. And it releases some of that. Yes, and it makes you feel relatively okay. Yeah. But now what you've done is now you've stored, you didn't let the energy go through. So you know, stored it. And that's where the some scars come from. You store in the pattern in there. And so while we work on all of these things, we're working on them to release the old stored patterns. And then as you go forward in your life, if you never close your heart, you never, you're not longer storing anything else. And that's the, that's the beauty about just taking the first steps to even just the first step in all of this. If you're listening to this is to just be aware, just be aware that, wow, watch how often your heart closes. Do I actually feel my heart? Do I actually even feel my heart? And what does that mean? Feel the energy, feel the energy. Like, do you, can you feel, can you feel it? Just, can you wave your arm by your heart and just lifts you up? (laughs) And like, you can feel that energy flow from there. And so as you start to gain this, you'll start to realize like, wow, I've got a lot of work to do. (laughs) And that's awesome. That's awesome. Because that's the first stage. And then you start being coming aware of this. And then what you do is you start working. You take the small things that start to disturb you and you go, Oh, this is not going to pull me out. It's not going to close my heart. I'm going to let it go. And then slowly, bit by bit by bit by bit over the years, over the years, it's a year's thing. Very few people have an Eckhart Tolle experience, right? That just boom, one day you're out. And that's dangerous, by the way. It's why you ended up on a park bench for three years. And so you just got to be very careful on that. So you just very slowly, you don't even really notice it's happening. And then all of a sudden you'll look back on this and you'll go, man, that didn't bother me anymore. The reason why it didn't bother you is because you've got rid of some things and you no longer need your mind to tell you what you need to do. And you've actually kept your heart open during that experience. It's like me and cyclists. 
Yes, exactly. They still bother you, by the way? No, I might keep my heart open to them. That's awesome. That's great. That's a prime example. So when you operate from this standpoint in business, you actually just become better at everything you do. You become better as a parent. You become better as a business leader. You become better as an employee. You become better as an employee leadership. You become better at training people. You become more compassionate, but you still make decisions. You still hire and fire people. You still make a decision on where to, to spend your money on how to, what person is doing what. But as you're making those decisions, there's a lightness to it because there's no longer the mind telling you what to do. It just, it just it, you can live from a place that things are flowing. And I promise you, if you, if you can just open your heart up to that, things just flow a lot easier. It doesn't mean there won't be challenges. It's like when goodness comes, you let it come and it wants to depart, let it depart. When darkness comes, let it come. And when it wants to depart, let it depart. There's going to be ups and downs, valleys and cycles and everything. And that's part of the whole human experience. I don't know why we're here. We're here. You have a human body. You have a human heart. You have a mind. Experience them. That's the whole point of you being here. And now we've just gone and said, I'm going to go experience it through business. And I'm going to be in business and I want to add this value. I want to be here and I want to help people through business. I want to do these things. Now I'm going to experience everything that comes with playing and the experience of business. But most of us say, I only want to experience the things that I want to experience and everything else. I'm going to close my heart to. So yes, I'll open my heart up the minute I get what I want. (laughs) The minute I don't get my heart, what I want, I close my heart. We can't have it both ways. You can, if you want to choose to open your heart, you have to be willing to open your heart to everything, everything that goes on in life that's the whole point. You gain the experience of it. And that's the whole experience of life is to actually experience what your heart does, which is the lowest vibrations. When people go and listen to the lowest vibrations of Beethoven, people are crying because they, they can, somebody captured on a piano, the vibrations that your heart plays. It's such a low vibration that you're, you're just, you're crying listening to the piano because you, as a deep part of you recognizes that, wow, that's as low as my, the vibration of my heart can get that low. And then you have this euphoric high that feels amazing. And somebody captured it through a piano or through a guitar or something that made you uplift, right? This vibration of your heart. You're looking at me like I'm losing you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But that's like, the, you, you, music is the actual well, think about matches when, the vibration of your heart. I'm well, like, people have captured the vibrations through the piano of how the vibe, the vibe, the, the heart plays vibrations. That's the experience that you call emotions. It's just the heart is just playing different vibrations. When it's a grieving vibration, it's very low and people can capture that when it's a, like it makes a noise, no noise. It's just a, it's in the piano. It does because you can hear it in the physical form. The, the heart just, when it's very low vibration, it pulls you into this. Wow. You can experience this pain from my heart. Like my heart can feel that. And then when you have this joyous, unbelievable moment, you're like, wow, my heart can go to this range. It's like negative 10 to positive 10. Your heart can play on any one of those decimals at any point in time. And then it's just a metaphor that you're using. If clearly, right? Okay. Well, just, it wasn't but yes. clear to me. I was like, what well, are you clear saying? To, it's clear to me. But it's like, it's, you know, I get it. It's like you have this, this, this scale that the heart can play. And you've basically said, I'm only going to open my heart if my heart is playing an eight or higher. An energy. An energy yes. of just the feeling or the experience that's happening outside. And then what happens is when you actually keep in your heart open at all times, you can walk around life, keeping your heart open. You have this lightness and then you can make decisions. And as you're operating from that place, you operate in business better. Everything just becomes a little bit easier. 
So we are doing another round of our Founder and Force Multiplier live course starting November 4th. It's a four-week course. Um, if you've taken it before, you should take it again because yes. we always bring different things to the table this time around. Um, we're, we are going to be sharing a little bit more about what we've specifically learned over the past 10 years, um, as well as some leadership tips on how the founder or leader and force multiplier collectively can lead together during times of uncertainty, which is what we're all experiencing right now. So um, go to adamhergenrother.com events to sign up and it starts on November 4th.